Hi everyone, welcome back to the Seasons of Womanhood. So today I have a very special guest. Um, her name is Mrs. Adra Menu. Thank you so much um, for coming on with us today, just to talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you manage it all, basically. So thank you and welcome. Thank you for having me, Dr. Maxine. So before we begin, I just wanted to know if you could just briefly introduce yourself. Okay. So um, I've been married in August, it'll be 16 years. Wow. I have three children. Um, my oldest actually turned 15 not long ago. So I have a 15-year-old, mm -hmm. I have a 13-year-old, and then I have a 10-year-old. Wow. Um, so that in itself is very demanding. And I always tell people, you know, children need more when they're younger, but then as they get older, they need more of your time. Mm. Um, and not just more stuff. Um, so the need changes, but then it's still a need. I'm a health and wellness market director for Walmart. Um, and now that means that I'm, I'm a director that oversees the health side of Walmart. So I have the vision centers and the pharmacies. Um, I currently oversee the Baltimore market and I live in Delaware, which is what makes my life a little bit complicated because wow. I live um, about an hour and a half to my closest store away of a commute. Wow. So I have a three hour commute every day mm -hmm. um, just to and from work. Um, so having to juggle that and, you know, the call on my life of God and children and the home and my husband, um, it can be a handful, but we thank God for grace. That's all I can say. Yes. Amen. So actually that, that's a great transition into, um, if we can talk a little bit more about um, how do you balance all these things with marriage and motherhood? So I think one of the things that my mom taught me early was that, you know, you can never let the children take the place of your husband. Mm. So balance in marriage and motherhood, I, I do try to get a clear distinction between the two, mm -hmm. knowing that my husband, so first, you know, God takes the first place in my life. Yeah. And so I make my time with God early in the morning. When I get up, mm -hmm. that's who I go to first for mm -hmm. energy, for wisdom, for guidance. And then I make time to do self-development. So I'll have time in prayer. I have time to read and then I'll do self-development. Okay. So I, I do have some stuff that I listen to that I, I read. Um, you know, I'm on my own journey to develop myself, to be a better human being, a better mm -hmm. mom, better wife, better leader at work. So I'll do that. And once I've done those two in the home, I make sure that, you know, my husband's going to have lunch for work. Everything else is where it needs to be. And then um, I go about and the children and then I go about my day. Okay. So that's really the order in which I try to do it. And whenever the things that me concerning the children that my husband and I don't agree on, mm -hmm. um, and I think you'll realize that ch children are always going to try to tug on the mom's heartstrings, mm -hmm. and all kids do that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've learned to allow them, you know, to do that and then be mm -hmm. able to go to my husband to say, okay, I think this is okay. And I think maybe this is a bit much. Knowing also that his ability to discipline them Mm -hmm. and teach them some things aren't going to be so pleasant to me, but they need it. So oh. I, it, I think that's been a delicate balance for me. Okay. And I'll give you one example. So today it's 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. My husband decides that he's going to take my two sons out to do yard work. Mm -hmm. It's hot. Yeah. So I initially, I'm like, it's too hot. I don't yeah. think the boys should be out doing yard work. Uh -huh. like, why would you take my, but he is going to do it. Yeah. And so I'm realizing that if he doesn't teach them that now, they will grow up lazy thinking, okay, if, you know, my dad did it, but we were mm -hmm. never asked to do it. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, I told them, you go out, you put sunscreen on. He told them, wear a hat. I said, mm -hmm. when you need a break, come in. And then I went and bought them water ice. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so then it's like everybody's happy. But right. initially they were revolting and it was easy for me to almost take their side because it's mm-hmm. really hot. And yeah. I was like, why would you take them out? But it, it worked out. So you have to always find a way to be that person that brings balance and peace mm-hmm. and yet allows your husband, um, if he's stronger, to be able to discipline and to bring up, you know, boys also to know what to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's not really easy for me because I'm a woman. Yes. Let's first start about your career. So you started your career in pharmacy and yeah. now you're, um, you said you're the district manager. So you have like a lot more on your plate. And I know for me, once I started working after having a daughter, I started working and having to go back to work. I kind of dealt with this whole mom's guilt thing. It was very hard to want to leave. Um, so how are you dealing with that? So I think I do mm-hmm. not, not as bad as it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely tell you that it'll get better as okay. the kids get older, it gets better. And so I had to make a career choice. Um, the problem with what I do is I have a long commute, mm-hmm. but it's helped me a lot in my personal development and in my walk with God, mm-hmm. because it is like three hours of close to quiet time that I get to have in the car, yeah. that I get to listen to a lot of the preaching that I want to, time mm-hmm. for just worship, time to vent, time to pray. It is time that I get alone and mm-hmm. it helps with leaving and coming back even to deal with everything going on at home. Mm-hmm. So it's been its own blessing. The second thing is that as though is extremely demanding, it's also mm-hmm. flexible. Okay. So I don't have a time to report to work. Okay. Because I'm not, I, I run my own districts. I don't have a time to leave work. Okay. However, there's a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. So as they've grown older, it's helped because so my daughter plays volleyball. She plays basketball. She does her school theater. Mm-hmm. And she does, I think, track. Mm-hmm. My younger one does basketball mm-hmm. track. My older yeah. one does lacrosse. They play, he plays band. Wow. So that's always something. My younger one swims also. Always something. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to pack up work, let's say by 3.30. Okay. Be at their school by 5. I need to be there at the program. But then when we come home, it's going to cost me, right? I have to still sit down, get caught up with emails, return everything that I needed, get back to pharmacists, and I still have to do all that. Yeah. So even though it's, it's extremely demanding, and sometimes mm-hmm. I, need, I work a ton of hours, mm-hmm. I'm able to pause my day and say, okay, I got to be here for this child, you know, mm-hmm. if my husband can. Because he... So he's still a pharmacist, my husband. And the good thing about that is they don't carry work home. When you're a pharmacist, when we close the pharmacy, your work's done. Yeah. So, but then there's not flexibility. Mm-hmm. He has a one to nine shift. He can't leave between one yeah. and nine. It's nine to seven. So he has no flexibility. Now, when he's able to come, he's able to come. Mm-hmm. So I work around his schedule and the kid's schedule. And that was one of the reasons why I took this position because now I have flexibility. Because yeah. if we were both in shifts like that, it would be practically impossible to be at all their programs and all their games and everything that each one of them, every time everybody has something going on. So, Mm -hmm. okay. You know, in the field of sciences, we don't see a lot of black women. Um, I know for physicians, the, it's only like 2% um, in medicine. I'm I'm not really sure what the percentage is in pharmacy, I guess, but what motivated you to go into that field? And if you can kind of talk a little bit about your journey. I'll say my journey has been an interesting one. Um, I started, I I graduated pharmacy school in 2003. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been a pharmacist since then. So I started as a staff pharmacist in one company. Mm-hmm. And then I left. And then I joined my current company as a pharmacy manager. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that it's been very interesting and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely there are not too many black women at my level. Mm -hmm. So as pharmacists though, I think there's probably a fair number and I've never been looked up the stats Uh of how many black women are in pharmacy per se, but they're probably way more than 2%, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but as pharmacists, there's definitely a lot of black women probably, but then when you move up now to be a district manager, then there's definitely not that many black women. Got it. So, so I wouldn't say even in my entire company, which I work for like the largest, yeah. um, there's probably not even more than 20 or 30 of us. There's not more than 20 of us. Um, yeah. th- there's a very, very limited number. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll tell you, I think pharmacy for me has been a very rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first pharmacy I managed, um, that's when I got to meet a few young girls, probably where my love for younger people started, which led to my passion for pastoring the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a young girl that worked for me. Her mom had HIV. I had another one who had a dad and a mom both in jail. Mm-hmm. I had another one who had been abused. Um, her dad had passed away. Her mom's boyfriends had all abused her mm-hmm. and she was like in a relationship with one of them and her mom found out and kicked her out and she had a lot of psychological issues and she would like literally cut herself mm-hmm. and they all were for me at the same time mm-hmm. and for me I quickly grew up and I had very young children then but they would come to me to confide in me and I had to pray with them I had to help them through a lot of stuff I had to counsel them I had to pick some of them up at night mm-hmm just to run my pharmacy. And it taught me a lot. Mm. And I think it was in that arena. And, and it made me realize that whenever you give a lot of yourself to people, they give a lot of themselves to you. Mm-hmm. So these young girls I worked with, and the pharmacy was kind of not in a great area. Mm-hmm. I remember my hiring manager then literally told me that I had to bring my husband to approve of the location before I could work there. Because wow. it was really not a great area. Wow. And this is the kind of people that work there too. Mm-hmm. So working with them, they quickly just rallied behind me. And like my pharmacy stood out. Like we became such a great pharmacy. And that's wow. what led to the promotion um, to become district manager. Mm-hmm. So my journey has been a great one, I'll say. And then now at my level, definitely very demanding, very challenging. Mm-hmm. Mainly 16-hour days, long commutes, mm-hmm. working six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it doesn't shut down. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know that it doesn't ever shut down. It's always yeah. something going on within the business, over the people, somebody's sick, they need you. Somebody, it's always something, you know, yeah. res- conflict resolution, customer issues mm-hmm. is all around. So mm-hmm. it's busy and mm-hmm. I've just learned to shut off, mm-hmm. you know, and I tell my, my people all the time, I, I don't work 24 yeah. seven. So I shut off. So like they know on Sunday, I go to church. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday, I keep my phone till 10 to make sure everybody's open. Mm -hmm. And once you're all open, you're going to leave me alone to have church time, to have Mm -hmm. family time. If it's a really big deal, text me. And if it's not a really big deal, it'll wait till Monday morning. Right. So I have that relationship with them and I, they know that I have to have some time to also get Mm -hmm. myself together Mm -hmm. because some of them, they feel like, okay, you're on call 24 seven. I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. So I've just learned to shut it off at some mm-hmm. point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so today, since after church, I had one message, I took care of it and everybody's open. Everybody's fine. No one's dying. Okay. And I've just given it a break. That's so awesome. I pick it up. Yeah. I th- that's yeah. great. Like learning the boundaries, having boundaries and just sticking to, you know, what you, what you're saying you're going to do. So I want to pivot more into ministry 
you know, and you were talking about, it seems like this experience of pharmacy and the, the girls that you had confiding you opened this way. So if you could tell us a little bit more about ministry and ministering the youth. Yeah. So I think um, after I spent that time, so personally, you know, it's funny. I always say God has a sense of humor and mm -hmm. whatever you think that is not your strength, mm -hmm. right? The Bible says that in our weakness, the strength is made perfect. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely say that my life is a pure example of that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm naturally very introverted. So I'm not a people person. Mm -hmm. How I even ended up in retail pharmacy is unbeknownst to me. Mm -hmm. And I only did it because I was an international student and that was a branch of pharmacy that actually was sponsored me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing it. God. And it really forced me to, because that's all you do is deal with people all the time. Yeah. And the first year was the mm -hmm. challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would always be in trouble for a customer said, I, I rolled my eyes. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk. I wasn't nice. And it really challenged me to grow. Mm -hmm. And then when I had, so I left that first company and then I came to this company and then with these girls and I realized that God was, because he had to be preparing me for something. Mm -hmm. So I finished dealing with them and then I got the promotion. So at my church, um, my pastor reached out to me and said that he wanted to appoint a junior pastor um, to pastor the youth mm -hmm. and that I am the one that God wanted to do it. I mean, I was initially very surprised too. Mm -hmm. But then when I look back on my journey, I, I can say that it had nothing to do with me mm -hmm. or even my personality or what I would have chosen to do per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he had just, I had to work with so many young people in my journey. I had come to understand what it meant to really serve people um, outside of serving myself. Mm -hmm. I'd come to learn what it was like to be inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. And so it was a rather easier transition. So I'll say that I remember what, in my first job and how much I hated retail pharmacy. I hated it to the point where I was willing to go to medical school. I started studying for my MCAT. I hated it uh, so bad. Uh -huh. And my, the only reason why I never did it is that my dad told me he wasn't going to pay. Uh -huh. And so I was just like bummed out. And I, had to, I was just forced to grow. I, I don't know who was in that season where it's like, you know, you're like, God, take me out. Mm -hmm. And God is like, no, you're just going to grow through this. You know, it's like, I can compare it to you winning your child off of a binky a pacifier mm -hmm. and it's like the child just wants it they can't sleep at night and they're crying and you're just like in your room your heart is breaking but you're like you're gonna have to grow yeah and I went that was like literally what I went through with God because I was like I can't deal with these people mm. and I had to just grow it was such a stretching moment for me in my life but now I look back on it but that was so necessary to mm. build all the character in me because now I went, you know, I can understand people. I'm way more empathetic. Mm -hmm. I know when to get out of my comfort zone because mm -hmm. I was forced to do that um, mm -hmm. earlier on in my career as a retail pharmacist. I see. You know, um, and when you're saying all that, it's so true because when I was in residency, there was a time where I started questioning whether that's what I wanted to do because it got tough and it was different personalities. And as you said, I'm more of a quiet, introverted person too. So I was just uncomfortable. And sometimes it takes these uncomfortable situations for God to press it, as you're saying, stretch us to be, to blossom into something beautiful. So it's amazing that through these experiences that you've had in the past, now you're able to be such a blessing to the young people and you're making an impact with the young people. So I thank you for doing that. Um, so the last thing I guess I would want to say um, and ask you would be, 
if there's one thing that you could tell your younger self, what is one thing that you could say? Wow. Stay with your convictions. You know, um, my journey has one, been one of trusting God. And mm-hmm. every time I look back, I think that is like the one thing that I did that I'm so happy about and I'm grounded in is my relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that I've kept him first in everything. And whenever I haven't, I realize that it's wound out of control really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever else I would put my faith in or my trust in or my confidence in mm-hmm. has to let me know that it wasn't going to be enough to sustain me, that only God can truly sustain me. So I'm going to say, just, just stick with the conviction that God is the be all, like mm-hmm. he's the be all end all. That's it. You know, and he does know you more than you know yourself mm-hmm. and his faithfulness never fails. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's kept me, you know, in and out his favor just even at work and what, you know, the doors he will open for you, regardless of what people may say or want to do against you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's one trap. I think it's because I'm not so talkative and not a people person. So, and that's, that's the irony of it. Right. So I had to become a people person because now I work with young people yeah. and they're very talkative and they are very open and yeah. they always have something to say <laughs> and they just, like, you know, they just make my day. Uh-huh. However, I'm still an introvert to some extent. Mm-hmm. And I always say, and that helps me also. So I also lead a women's ministry at my church. Okay. Interesting. But the only reason why I'm also able to lead the women's ministry is because I'm such an introvert. Mm. So I, because I don't, I'm introverted also to an extent, I, I don't gossip. Mm-hmm. Not to toot my horn, but I, because I don't have time. I don't have mm-hmm. time to sit on the phone. For, so Maxine, today, let's talk about um, Irene. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Diana. I don't have uh-huh. time to do that. Yeah. So even if I have a conversation with you, you know, it's going to stay with me because I, I don't have, I'm not going to call the next person and the next person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a chitty chatter type. Mm-hmm. I don't indulge in those conversations. So it's helped me. It's helped me be able to prioritize. It's helped mm-hmm. me to be able to be somebody that people can trust as a confidant mm-hmm. and it's transitioned even through to work as well. Okay. Right. So people need somebody they can trust. Yeah. They know they can call me and mm-hmm. I'm not going to spread information i'm not going to spread rumors i i don't talk about people i don't criticize leadership mm-hmm. um i've learned all that structure through the word of god and through church mm-hmm. um so i think that's probably the one thing right it's just yeah. trusting god that he puts you on a journey mm-hmm. to build character but not to change fundamentally who you are mm-hmm. because the reason why we are also a little quiet and to ourselves is for, is for a good reason mm-hmm. why why he formed us that way and then he's also going to stretch you to incorporate the other things that he wants you to do, uh-huh. but then still staying true to who you are. Yeah, that is so And true. I think I struggled with that a little bit at some point, but um, yeah. But overall, I think just sticking with my conviction and knowing who God has made me to be mm-hmm. and owning my own voice, mm-hmm. you know, is um, something that I would tell my younger self. That's awesome. And I hope that anyone listening or watching this will, will be inspired and know that as you were saying all throughout all of this is really sticking to your convictions, trusting God and God will basically shape you in the purpose or which way you should go when it comes to everything, whether it's marriage, children, career development, everything. So thank you just for spending time. I know you're so busy. So I really appreciate that you took some time out to come have this little chit chat with me and just share your story as well as inspire and motivate us um, to go out and also fulfill our God-given purpose. So thank you. Thank you too for having me. Have a blessed afternoon. Thank you. You too.